0: Welcome to Electric Liberty Land, here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams.
1: Welcome, welcome to today's show. Before we get into the show proper, I want to give you guys a quick recommendation, and that is to check out ammo.com forward slash Lions of Liberty. Ammo.com is a primary sponsor of this show. And uh, God knows I hope you people go shoot your own turkeys this year. And as such, you're going to need some more ammo. Because there's always Christmas coming around. And Santa's going to be up on that roof. And that is a violation of property rights. But seriously, these guys are fellow libertarians. They're supporting our show. And also, every purchase you make can go to fund a libertarian nonprofit. 1% of every purchase, you choose the charity, they send the money. It's just that simple. So please do check out Ammo.com forward slash Lions of Liberty. All right, everybody, welcome to Electric Liberty Land, episode number 99, and that, of course, means that you can find all the show notes for today's episode at lionsofliberty.com forward slash ELL99, although uh, there's one site I would usually link to in the show notes, considering the guest I'm having on the show today, but, uh, you know, mysteriously, due to the machinations of Facebook and the evil Mark Zuckerberg, I can no longer link to this uh, magnificent page, which was the widely loved and uh, well-appreciated Liberty Memes. And as such, my guest today, bringing on the show, he's known as Liberty Memes Admin 2. He's uh, kindly joined me, uh, a man of mystery in many ways. (laughs) Welcome to the Electric Liberty Land. How are you doing?
0: Hey, man, what's going on? So, you know, I appreciate the fact that you would have linked to Liberty Memes. We still have a page. It's not
1: really... Well, we I, s- I saw you, we got had like 600,000
0: like 600, followers Yeah, and, and there were cons- conspiracy theories that we took our own page down so that we could get people to do more community action on our behalf. And that's kind of silly because that <laughs> means personally decimated our audience by yeah.
1: 96%. Ooh, brutal. I mean, that's what, that's what I was going to you know, ask you about is give me a little bit. So I want to get into them taking it down, but before I get into that, tell me a little bit about the genesis of how it, you came to, you know, ha- how did you get to, you know, together with your with your uh, you and your brother, and we won't say his name either, we'll keep it secret. But you and your brother started this page together and, and collaborated on this. Uh, you know, what inspired you to strike back in this way, and you know, how so, did how did you get yeah. it going, and and how did you keep it going?
0: So Peter and I were both heavily involved in Ron Paul's presidential campaigns of 2008 and 2012. Um, I was actually one of the top volunteer recruiters in the United States for Ron Paul 2008 and also did like a whole bunch of work for him in 2012. I even got the honor of giving the introductory speech to his campaign rally at Cornell University.
1: Oh, nice. If only you'd done UCLA, maybe uh, you and I would have met years ago. Yeah.
0: yeah <laughs> well, uh, we we're, we're all OG Ron Paul people here. I oh yeah. tend to think. It's like the majority and even like when the libertarian parties tries to talk smack about Ron Paul, I'm like, dude, you guys would not have this renaissance
1: oh, of yeah.
0: being without Dr. Paul having run when he did. But anyway, we noticed that a lot of our stuff that we would post, like I would just make little quips about the debate and then somehow they would come back to me a week later that someone had made it. <laughs> And so then we were like, you know, maybe these clips we should put in the memes ourselves. And so me and Peter started doing Peter's my brother, Admin One, the creator of Liberty Memes. Uh, we started doing that and they started getting shared all over and without credit. And we really didn't <laughs> copying is not theft concept. Theft not. We, were, we were like, we were pretty mad, we were like, all these jokes. Yeah. David, yeah. Hey, you know, David came up with that. Um, after a while, we kind of calmed down about that. And, it's the difference between a libertarian and an all Right, It's a couple months. <laughs> um, so we, we got to that point. but um, Somebody came along actually was a fan of, on Peter's page. He just had so many comic friends that were just Ron Paul's words mm-hmm. all around the world. And there was this one named uh, Andrea in Greece. Hmm. And she said, you should just make a page called Liberty. So, Peter's story about how he came to make a page was he downloaded this app and it said create page
1: and put <laughs> the button. Oh, wow. That's, you know, I, I like stories that are straight to the point and uh, at least are mildly inspiring while still leaving much to the imagination of the listener. <laughs> so, it's, if it's anything, it's inspiring button. other people like it's this, this easy.
0: Well, it is, but you have to. Dedicate a lot of time to it. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I was running for office in 2013 when he created me. Oh wow. He made me a co admin. I was really good at Facebook and all this you know, social media stuff. So he made me a co admin to help him. I was running for mm-hmm. And I was endorsed by Ron Paul. That's and, huge. Yeah. Yeah. And Peter's message was getting increasingly more anarcho. And mine was still kind of mainstream. Let's move the Republicans towards libertarian
1: philosophy. But which where where are you at this point? By the way, are you have you gone full AnCap? Because I used to be a little bit more on your side of the fence at that time, and I've now moved far more towards AnCap uh, myself over the last kind of two years.
0: Well, I've I've just seen how ridiculous it is to try to be involved in you know the Republican Party. Yeah, be involved in at least maybe in some areas of the country that works. But where I live, that it's just a big scam. And uh, it's just not worth it. And besides the fact that so little changes. Yeah. Um, so Peter uses this philosophy that if he ever helps out on a campaign like he helped out on my sorry calling himself NPAP. Mm-hmm. Um, if he helps out, he says, Well, I'm one of those NPAPs who will do things that will bring about more anarchic conditions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he was willing to be involved, but at the same time he's like Oh you know, yeah, way to do it! And so, as soon as that campaign was over, man, means I could, mm. and uh, I kind of amped up my, uh, revved up my participation in the Liberty News page right as soon as that campaign was over, and it was so liberating. Yeah, to be able to say what I actually believe without having to put some sort of stupid political spin on. It. So that's what that's what the memes were about to me. We could say whatever we wanted, whatever we believe. As long as we stayed on message, yeah. the, the voice would just continue to grow. Even, even when someone would get mad and say, Hey, I don't agree with this particular stance or that particular stance. Mm-hmm. It would still grow because more people were coming in to our philosophy from what we were posting than were. Then we're leaving in disgust.
1: Right. Well, that's. What, I mean, that's where. You know, know. I, I. I'd say we were probably getting to this a little bit later, but it's, it's. It's a good segue into talking about the concept of reaching out, and because uh, I. Because I want to get into the. Uh, you know, you can't call it the downfall of Liberty memes, but the. Um, the. <laughs> the circumcising. They snipped the tip of uh, of Facebook, and uh, now you still got the dicks, but uh, they took off. The tip of the dick that you were uh, that you were using most powerfully to expand the page.
0: Me and Peter are Jesus boys. <laughs> oh No, we're good. We're good Calvinist Reformed Presbyterians. But uh, you can go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, I want to talk about like you know the the applying to people or well, not applying should be appealing to people, and and this is kind of how I became mancap too. Is that you know staying on messages saying all right, screw it, we're going to say what you say what you mean. Go full bore because you are probably going to win more people to your side that way than giving them a half-assed message. And that's what honestly drives me insane about the Libertarian Party's approach in a lot of the senses where they're trying to bridge these gaps and they're diluting the message and they're giving people kind of this half ass philosophy that no one's buying into and just makes them look weak and unprincipled because they're trying to appeal to the left and appeal to the right at at different times
0: yeah i think they i think they did a lot better when they weren't doing
1: that yeah i agree Um, i mean you know i think back
0: in 2013 and 14 and 15 the people who were starting to join the libertarian party were mostly people who had been part of the ron paul revolution i know that in my county the chairman of the of the libertarian party had me even as a special advisor when he created the local Mm -hmm. libertarian chapter and and a, an actual party a chartered member of the state libertarian party mm-hmm. and um and, it was really heavily involved. and now like a lot of it is top down yeah from the national party
1: and what you know and i'm torn on that in a way myself is you know when you're talking top down because i believe that there does need to be some sort of top down messaging just to basically but that but that would be to keep people on message rather than trying to dilute yeah, the message when, which when
0: the top down is like yes. okay let's let's just scrap everything we believe because right. if we stay what we believe nobody will want to be us and that's just not true.
1: no well like you're saying you know when you're making these memes that are cutting to the core of it and and also you know doing it in a funny way you know cuz we become a very visual culture and you know you know tying into this you know coming up with kind of the like I was saying before the call, we were doing a little chat and the theory behind it, like, you know, using comedy as a tool because the left has dominated comedy for so long. And even, you know, even on a on a just a very shallow level, using the ability just to simply mock somebody, even if it's not even that amazing of a mockery, like the left half the shit the left was out there is just terrible. It's idiotic. It's it's non truthful. It's it's just awful. And libertarians have the ability because we are in the middle because we are principled at least in theory. Um, we should we have the ability to call a spade a spade. And when you've got the power of mockery doing that, and we've got ample targets to mock. I mean, thank thank God, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Got into the Senate, right? I mean, geez, talk about yeah, a deep funny. well. This
0: is funny because somebody today, okay, I made a post on Liberty Memes three mm-hmm. where we are at at this point, because the two also got sucked shortly uh, after, yeah. within a week. Yeah, and that was up to like eighty thousand
1: within a week. Well, what's your growth trajectory like? Because I mean, like you said, you were it's like six hundred thousand or something people. Like, how did you know? How well, did that exponentially grow? It was that quickly, well, the, or was at it? At the moment,
0: I like at the moment i just like don't even care about what those numbers are yeah. because we've been able to move almost seamlessly over to some of our community group and some of that other stuff that we're doing mm-hmm. and we've just kept going and i mean we're bigger than zuck could have imagined when he struck us now.
1: yeah uh,
0: we're doing so many more things over the course of the year we might have raised about six figures um for various good causes through various charities. So somebody would say, Hey, I need this for my yeah. company and I need that for mine. And we would post their link and we'd tell everybody awesome. to donate and all this stuff. And we would do all this stuff and we raised all this money in like a whole year for everybody. And then when Zuck struck us down, that doubled.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that's awesome.
0: We're going to like in a, in a month we doubled the amount of fundraising that we were able to do for people, voluntary charity spreading yeah. the message. Well, that tell me more so about Buckingham, people were actually more motivated to participate with some of the community you were
1: literally uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you, you Obi-Wan Kenobi Zuckerberg, you, you he struck you down, you became more powerful than you could ever imagine. Well,
0: well, look what happened. You know, At, at first, I was kind of skeptical about people suddenly making new Liberty Memes pages because yep. they were like, I want to be Liberty Memes well, now because dude, I've been watching I, those guys forever. I was going to ask you,
1: are any of the Instagram like, pages actually related to your Instagram? Like, Do you run any of them? Because yeah, there's I mean, like eight of them now, and I couldn't figure yeah, out yeah, if I should one. link to any of them or not.
0: Yeah, there's one. Peter made it. I don't even use it. Peter uses it sometimes. <laughs> okay. um, but the Facebook page is Liberty Memes 3.0. But here's the thing all these people started making liberty means pages and i was thinking oh, these are the, all these jerks who are like oh well liberty means is dead so let's uh, i'm gonna revive it i'm gonna pretend to be them right and they were doing it wrong anyway if it was me i would have made a million bucks by now <laughs> uh, i would have, you know changed the world by now so i'm gonna run it my way now and they were just making pages that just said liberty means. <laughs> they didn't add anything They're to doing it like, content yeah <laughs> right. so Then Peter got a hold of me and he's like, you know what? This is actually awesome Mm -hmm. that they're doing this because it's been decentralized. Yeah. Now everybody is Liberty Means. And it's just, it's a cultural movement. Yeah. Instead of just being a single page run by two dudes.
1: <laughs> well, tell me, like, okay, so give me a typical day in the life of Liberty memes, right? Because like, I what I want to get to a little bit during this interview is, you know, you've told a story, and I still want to hear about, I do still want to hear about how you got taken down, what specifically caused it. But before we get to that, I... Okay. He's said a typical day. So here's... Okay, yeah. Day.
0: So this is what Peter likes to tell people. Know, I'll speak for him since he's not here. <laughs> Everybody thinks that libertarians are a bunch of, you know, trolls that live in that aren't married and they have no jobs. Right, half
1: autistic, place. living in the basement. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah right. <laughs> and you know, autistic is a compliment, by the way. Yeah, I agree this you very, know?
1: very intelligent people. He's so my right. my best, yeah, my best friend's uh, got an autistic son. He's fantastic. But yeah, right. it's it's a different way of thinking, which is what we should pride ourselves on and do. But he says, he
0: says, well, I've actually got a job and a wife and kids. In my basement. <laughs> anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, That's a ridiculous joke. It's it's a, I, was, you know,
1: I was debating whether or not I wanted to make a. Uh, does he let them out or whose family do they belong to really joke. But. There you go. <laughs>
0: there you go. But yeah. Both of us have wife and kids. I mean, Peter's got twins and another boy. I've got a boy and three girls. Oh, my wow. wife is actually a political, political refugee from Cuba. Oh wow! So actually, throughout my contemporary day, I don't really speak English. Huh. I speak mostly Spanish, both at home and at work, because I'm a Spanish medical interpreter.
1: Oh, interesting!
0: And this is actually one of the great things. And hopefully, my boss is like, "Oh, David, I can't believe you just admitted to that." <laughs> but when you're sitting around waiting for a doctor to come in, and it takes an hour or two, you got time to meet.
1: Yeah, no shit. Well, let me ask you this then. Um, You know, everybody talks about Cuba, the the socialist system, and how wonderful the medical care is there. What does your wife think of the the medical care in Cuba? Well, you're like, she loves it. She still loves it. We've been
0: together for so long, and I can misogynistically say that I can speak for her. (laughs) Um, Her mother, my mother-in-law, was basically murdered by the socialist system, Hmm. uh, medicine system in Cuba, because for two reasons. Uh, My father-in-law has never been remotely communist revolutionary. Um, He was a a known dissident in his part of Cuba. Mm -hmm. And she got some sort of an infection, some some sort of a blood infection that could have actually easily been cured by antibiotics. And even with the advances that they had at the time in Cuba with what they had available to them, they could have cured her. Mm -hmm. And they let her rot for a week, while the doctors and nurses and rest of the med- rest of the medical staff dressed up as soldiers to defend the hospital against a pending Yankee invasion.
1: What was this, just them playing a, a war game? Because there was no fucking real Yankee exactly, invasion exactly. coming.
0: For the entire week, marching around the hospital, acting like soldiers protecting the hospital.
1: Wow. Instead
0: of actually treating patients. And when it came time for her to go, I mean, they, they hadn't really done anything.
1: Damn. So I, mean, I hate to make, I don't want to make light of it, but uh, I mean, honestly, that know, sounds, boy, like, I that sounds like a goddamn years. Monty Python sketch. Like legitimately sounds like a Monty Python sketch would, yeah. would happen. You know, well, like,
0: yeah, I mean, the, the doctors are marching around like soldiers while the patients are like, hey, um over here. And it's oh. like, wait, 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 Yankee invasion coming.
1: That's the so, I've never heard. I'd never heard anything like that before. So it's, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm, I'm glad you shared it on this podcast. I hope it's an exclusive.
0: I think that, yeah, it, it is. I haven't, I haven't told anybody this one. You know, I think that actually, uh, if you have Cubans in your audience that
1: have lived in Cuba, or their yeah. parents,
0: they can confirm that this kind of absolute certainty happened, uh, post-revolution.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's just madness. Well, tell me, okay. So, so we're talking about uh, the day, let's get back to the day in the life. So, uh, tell me more about the the process that goes into creating this because, like you said, it's decentralized now, and it's a good thing because you've inspired a lot of people to to take this action, which I want people to do. So I don't want them to steal your gig, but you know, wait, what's the mindset that goes into it? And I'm hoping people don't make a lot of unfunny liberty memes, but hey, I mean, if you make it a good one, hopefully it'll be shared.
0: But this this is the thing that 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 people uh, try to you know they kind of pick on us for because. They come to us and they say, You're doing it wrong. Whatever it is we're doing, we're doing it wrong. Right. Even though we grow, <laughs> even though we have community outreach, yep. even though we have uh, you know, good good fans who do good things for the community, um, we're always doing it wrong. And mostly because life is a process of live and learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody can see everybody else's mistakes and say, This is what you're doing wrong. But we never have a meeting
1: lines between me and Peter and say, okay, this is what Right, there's not a strategy behind. You just kind of be you're, you're guided by voices, uh, if I can use a terrible band name from it's the '90s.
0: <laughs> the thing is, that both of us pretty much share identical political and religious philosophies, mm-hmm. and so we just post. Yeah. From the way you know the way we think, and this comes from a, a solid belief in the non-aggression principle. Mm-hmm. And if a meme or something is in line with that, we post it. Yeah. And. If it's, if it's kind of sketchy, borderline, too conservative or too liberal, we'll make a statement, you know, mm-hmm. a little better mm-hmm. about why we think that's not quite like throwing comments.
1: So, so I say it again, you you went a little, it was hard to hear you for a minute there.
0: Yeah. So if something is a little too far, you know, not actually in line with the non-aggression principle or a stretch, mm-hmm. like throwing communists from
1: helicopters. Yeah, yeah. Seeing if it's funny, because his name's Hoppe, and uh, you're throwing him out of the copters and seeing if they'll bounce. Yeah. See, it's
0: a joke. <laughs> now, there are people in the Libertarian Party, and I'm, I'm not in the party.
1: I'm just no, I, I'm not either, but I, I may join oh. before the next second. We'll see.
0: But there are people who are very upset right now, because those jokes, those helicopter jokes, they hurt people and they scare <laughs> right. people. And so it's like, you can't make you know, it's not just the left and the right that can't make jokes anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people in, in libertarians that are falling for this crap too. Oh, without Listen, a doubt. No, I don't believe in throwing people out of hel- helicopters. And I, I'm so, this is going to be a shocker to everybody, but <laughs> it's our people too.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and also it's uh, using comedy well, to address- Most people will <laughs> tell me, well, 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 it doesn't matter you throw communists because they're not our- a." <laughs> Right. Well, it's also, it's using comedy. If you're supposed to get mean about it, you know, at least people are having a discussion about it. And you can also address it using comedy. This, you know, this concept of throwing people out of helicopters is something libertarians get a lot of shit about. And like I said, it's very, people are very sensitive about it. But you use comedy to diffuse that and you can use it to educate it just like you've been doing. So, you know, if anything, libertarians need to stop trying to avoid the topic or try to censor anybody that's talking about it in general, bring it out in the open. And, you know mock the the idea of throwing people out of helicopters well, like you
0: know, well you know that reminds me though of the one that really offends pretty much everybody involved and that's the one uh with a picture of soldiers draped in flags mm-hmm. or coffins in an in an aircraft carrier draped in flags and it says play stupid games win stupid prizes mm-hmm. i could see and, i could see that run flying some feathers <laughs> and you know, first of all, this is a phrase that belongs to conservatives.
1: Mm.
0: When there is police abuse, that's the first thing out of their mouth. It doesn't matter what the person is actually guilty of. Yeah. If the person ends up dead, and we're talking execution for the smallest law, mm-hmm. that the first thing out of their mouth plays stupid games win stupid prizes. Like the guy in uh, Staten Island who was suffocated to death. They're oh, selling yeah. those cigarettes. without paying taxes. Yeah. The conservatives were all over this. They're like, "Well, this is what you get for playing stupid games. Yeah. You disobey the law. The police can kill you." And so we brought that into this meme, and it's offensive. Yeah. It really grabs people. Um, but that's but not a bad I also, thing. Yeah. I also look at it. I also look at it another way, though. You know, when the United States plays these games around the world with aggressive foreign policy the stupid prize that we all get is dead children you know not just people who we bomb Right. our own soldiers come home in boxes they don't come walking
1: yeah exactly right man and also you know you know we were talking about comedy and memeing and you know and look what you're saying in that meme as you know it's you said it's it's an offensive meme sure it is offensive but a lot of comedy is offensive but that doesn't mean that it's not true and, you know, they all, yeah. the the truth of the matter is where you can do so much damage to people's, uh, you know, bred in psyches when it comes to the left-right paradigm or accepting the war state or accepting the war on drugs. Like, just what you're saying, you can really combat that by hitting on a truth. And if they're offended about it, fine. Well, hopefully they're offended, but they actually give it some thought. I mean, granted, I know people get offended with shit and then they just kind of move on and they don't consider the – The underpinnings of it, but something like that, if people do actually think about it and compare it, they're going to get it.
0: Well, when it's a page with a big audience or with a big outreach or big influence like ours or or, or a source with a big influence, Mm -hmm. then people are going to stick around and argue about it. Right. So you have that chance to discuss what you really mean by it.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly right.
0: Hey, so you mentioned Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yes some numbnuts on our page today. I posted, Hey, this is the original page. It's just the continuation of the original page. This is run by the original admins. And the first comment was this dude who was like, it has to be all you ever post about is Hillary and Alexander. what the fuck does that (laughs) even mean? What (laughs) I I said, what are you talking about? And he says, well, you guys are obviously obsessed with just some random woman for no apparent
1: reason. (laughs) Because they're both random women, right? It's not like one of those they're, they they're not they're <laughs> not
0: a couple of commies who want to tax us to death, who want to regulate our sure. lives to
1: death, who want to
0: tell us what to do and possibly murder us if we don't go along with it Yeah. they're just a couple
1: of random women yeah they that yeah. work. Well, it's, it's shocking. That's what you, you kind of question. And it's, I guess it's good that the person who's saying that is a member of the page, uh, you know, just like there's been a lot of, you know, like even on our, you know, we have our own lines of Liberty forum. We do. And the, not everybody in there is a libertarian, but that's, you know, you say, okay, I'm glad those people are here because like you're saying, there's conversation. Hopefully he gets convinced of, of the wrongdoing and of the idiocy of his, of his statements through good conversation, you know, not just overall attack, Well, but you know, I, in, in, in my own personal group that I run, I run it for
0: a very specific purpose of community action, actually promoting message mm-hmm. and promoting volunteerism. And so on the main page, it's pretty much anything goes, anybody can say whatever they want. But when it's in my personal group and someone is there, not just detracting, but intentionally trying to get people to go against what we're trying to
1: accomplish,
0: right. then I wrap up.
1: Yeah, well, look, I mean, there's nothing wrong with cutting people out of your group. Like, you know, I, I there was a <laughs> there was a recent conversation I was in about this because people were getting upset because you know there was a purge going on. I think it might have been in Jason Stapleton's group of some people getting purged out of his group. And say, look, if we're talking about a society, you're you're all permitted to take part in this society. I, as the person who is uh, who was you know controlling this private page, where we as a, as a society can then decide that we don't want you to be part of it. I mean, well, that- well, you know what they do? Well, you know what they do is
0: immediately compare you to Zuckerberg. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> immediately. Because, you know, he did what he wanted with his private property right, yeah. and now you're doing what you want with your private property. Right. But don't buy that argument because I don't find Facebook to be
1: entirely private property. I have made this argument before. Let me hear what you have to say because I think we're going to agree wholeheartedly on this.
0: I don't need to go extremely, you know, deep into the philosophy of it. But I just don't believe that when a company like Facebook is so deeply entrenched with the government, yep. both doing exactly the whims of the people in charge, so the, the purge, mm-hmm. uh, the censoring, the making sure that you're not fake news yep. and all that and stuff. And working they with
1: work... the FBI on their <laughs> list because that they says they you're fake news. By the government. Yeah.
0: And they're working <laughs> with the FBI and they gather information for the government and they take money not just from this government but from that government local government county governments and from every single politician Mm -hmm. and their current uh is it the atlantic council yeah yeah so they're currently taking their direction from the atlantic council which sure it's an organization that's separate but everybody involved is either a public official or somebody who's on government
1: dole exactly so
0: so is Facebook really a private company or are they just existing now for the government?
1: Yeah. And, and I, I've been so at that
0: point, do they have the right to censor you? And I don't believe they do.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I said that same exact thing. It's like, you know, it really becomes a free speech first amendment issue because they're working with the government. We, you know, so we go, can you sue them? And I, and I was wondering, you know, look at, at you, would you be able to sue Facebook for losing this revenue, building up this thing and uh, for censorship? I don't know if you looked into it or not. And I don't know if you'd win that case at this point, but
0: I'm not not really big into getting the government more involved. Right. Yeah. Get a
1: government to solve the government issue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose people go that route, but I'm just not. Well, I'm just thinking pure cash cash money, money,
0: man. And there were, there (laughs) were also, there were also a few, um, arguments that they're violating antitrust laws Mm. by shutting down certain advertisers and allowing other advertisers to speak. Mm. Um, just, based on their political message. Um, so that argument has been made. I don't know if anybody's taken that to task about that.
1: Important. No, I'm not sure either. Well, I've, have yeah. you been taking a lot of pleasure in watching Facebook and the recent news that came out where they were, uh, you know, in their internal meetings, they were saying, okay, we got to go after Soros. And now, of course, you can't attack Soros or else the mainstream media attacks you. And all the leftists are turning now on Facebook because it's giving me pleasure. So I'm just curious.
0: Yeah, it's it's all pretty crazy. I would prefer that none of this impacts and no. that we would be able to continue to reach people the same way we always have. But we know that there are not, you know, there are some really bad people out there who don't want that to be the case and don't want us spreading the message. And obviously, libertarians, anarcho-capitalists, and other, you know, people leading our way, we're making a difference. Mm-hmm. Because what happened in The Purge was every single page that was actually making a difference was libertarian.
1: Yeah, yeah, libertarian or anti-police violence. I mean, pages that were legitimate, like Free Thought Project was another one that got taken down.
0: Free Thought Project, Anti-Media, Police the Police. These are all big pages that all their entire focus was to just expose corruption and expose abuse. And they were really changing hearts and minds in this country. And they were the first to go. Yep. Yeah, exactly right. Well what's And then what happened to and then what happened to Liberty memes? Last time they tried to take us down for
1: a Hillary Clinton meme yeah, during the, Yeah, tell me which meme that, tell me about the campaign. meme itself. Because I, I think people will be curious to see here. What, what was the I mean, this is all bullshit anyway, but okay, what was the straw so the that first broke time, the camels the first back time according they took to Zuckerberg?
0: Yeah. So the first time they took us down was for a meme the day the director of the FBI chose not to file charges against Hillary mm-hmm. or deleting the emails and all this other stuff that she went through just actually destroying the devices that they were on yeah. you know and he said well um we're not going to press charges she didn't really mean
1: wrong well, so <laughs> right the intent so we'll wasn't back. there yeah
0: so immediately we're talking within half an hour a meme was posted to our page we did not create hmm.
1: but you were responsible said- by virtue especially with syspa out there right of uh, you're responsible for the uh the shipping posted on your yeah. domain well
0: it was well i don't mind that you know but uh it said silly americans laws are for poor <laughs>
1: that's what that's what got you that's what they hmm. say they shut you down for the first time okay and this is
0: back in 2016 when it was hillary against trump
1: right which is and, okay so this is before, so the, here, this is before here's the they problem. said it was about but here's the fake news then right
0: no here's the problem they were intimidated by it. They were trying to censor. They were trying to use the algorithm mm-hmm. to shut down conservative speech and pro Trump speech right. and anti Hillary yeah. Clinton speech. And when it came to us, they weren't sure what we were just yet. And this particular meme went all around the world before the evening news could spin the fact
1: That's awesome. that they weren't
0: making charges against Hillary. Mm-hmm very first impression that the world had of what had just happened was that she was above the law. Mm -hmm. This is a problem for the people who are trying to spin the media, for the people who are trying to run the show and tell you what to think, is that there's a page like Liberty Memes out there that can get the message out there faster and before
1: you. Before
0: anybody gets to lunchtime and watches CNN at lunch or gets home and watches the evening news, they've already got their mind made up by what they saw on liberty right so that was a big problem so they took it down they took down some other
1: ones and uh but not the they, page at that point they they just take they just flagged and said this no, content's they, inappropriate they, 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 or something no like
0: that. no they disabled our page for a little bit and scrubbed for violations and took down a bunch of posts
1: well i thought I, it's just and amazing to me up. that they could even cite that that particular post as a violation so, Wait, what was the what was the language went, they used? Where they they say it was flagged by uh, a user as being offensive. I don't like,
0: remember. I mean, we had this one that was just a picture of a kid sticking a fork in a socket, and it said "Trump or Hillary, top <laughs> socket or bottom socket." <laughs> and they said that they took that one down because it promotes self harm. Okay, I, figured and, you're
1: still I mean, I, could, with child I can see safety, they, they have but... a point.
0: They have a point though because. Voting could really, you know, somebody might see that and actually vote. <laughs> the vote. <boat>. Right. <laughs> so it was that. So that was the first time back in 2016. We made a lot of fuss about it. Yeah. We got an international media, Breitbart, Blaze, mm-hmm. all sorts of different organizations covered it. Um, and it ended up being the number two story number Two, on Drudge Report.
1: Oh, wow. Well, that's, yeah, I'd say that's millions. As, as much it's as terrible. people still like to deride Drudge Report, it's still millions and millions of hits a day.
0: Facebook goes back and has an emergency meeting of their board of trustees and says you got to put that page back up.
1: Mm.
0: Not only put the page back up, but put back all the memes you took Oh back. wow. So we had all our memes restored and at this point we're going on 2 years of being what we called unzuckable. Because <laughs> when we would get a warning about hey this might be offensive but we didn't take it down. Yeah. Hey that might be offensive but we didn't take it down and then all of a sudden they took us down we were in the middle of raising money for victims of a tragic house fire. Mm. Which actually, the moment they took our page down was the moment that fundraiser actually hit its goal. Mm-hmm. So that's great. But we were in the middle of doing charity and making the world a better place when they just took our page away from us and didn't even tell us why. Yeah. We never got a reason why.
1: That's what I was going to ask uh, you. So, they they so never I went on, addressed it so at I all. So I went on
0: my personal account. I went on my personal account and tried to post about what had just happened. And within two hours, they de- de- deactivated that one. Hmm. And so they were going through and they were looking for people who were involved in my page and scrubbing Same them thing. and, and yeah. doing stuff to them. So one of our admins, uh, who was just kind of a stand-in, was also the admin for a local Boy Scouts page and for a couple other you know, community organizations. Mm-hmm. And they deactivated
1: his technology. God, that's fucking ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous.
0: Another one of our people was just there because he, he's helping us build our website. And he had his ad, his ad account revoked. And mm-hmm. he has other
1: clients. Yeah. That's just fucking ridiculous. Um, I mean, it's like, you know, so the, the when, collateral when damage. Got, but it. when I
0: got suspended, they told me why I got suspended. Mm-hmm. And it was because of a meme that I had posted seven months
1: earlier.
0: <laughs> and it was just a picture of Hillary Clinton having a snack on some Tide Pods. <laughs> so once again, the thing that gets Liberty memes taken down yeah. is Hillary. Clinton. Yeah, yeah. What is going on? And this is this is just one day after the news said, "Look out, Hillary might be running for president." Again. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what is really going on? Are they, you know, are they going in and saying, "Oh, Hillary might run. We better make sure that there's nothing that can make her lose this time."
1: Well, I would be they over just the moon.
0: Did they, they just jump onto the page and make sure that they found everything that might hurt Hillary Clinton?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be amazing if Hillary Clinton actually did run for me. <laughs> I think for all of us, because I'd love to see her <laughs> get out there, get we- to get her ass stomped one more time. But so then, so at this point, so you're creating new. New pages, because I want to say, what's you know, what's next then? What are you guys working on now? And and we well, we can finish up with that. Because where I want to see, where can people go to support you now? What are you actually working on? I know, like I said, I know you're building a new new Facebook uh, until they come after you again. But you know, what's is there a, a another project on the horizon? You guys are are really actively looking at doing something that maybe outside of. The vicious claws of Facebook or any of these other uh, organizations?
0: Well, well, we want to continue what we're doing in the real world, which Mm -hmm. is helping people. For as long as Facebook allows us to, we have a community group where we get together and and we do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always thought of this fight with Zuckerberg as a distraction from doing what we're really meant to do, and that's reach new people Mm -hmm. with the message of liberty and the message of charity, voluntary charity, charity that isn't forced by the government, um, and and we get bogged down in this stuff of we got to fight Facebook. We got to help Liberty memes fight Facebook. At, at, at a certain point, I just kind of gave up yeah. and said, why are we going to sit around trying to fight Facebook? Because new people are going to look at that and say, why? Why are we fighting Facebook all of a sudden? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of shifted my focus to the community
1: group that I'm running. It's called Liberty Memes Community Group. I just joined. Thank you.
0: Thanks. That's <laughs> You'll get annoyed very quickly with how often I ask people to donate money for things. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, we've got 16,000 people. And among those 16,000 people, I've seen them raise $30,000 in a single day
1: for a single cause. That's amazing, man. I, I, by the way, do you work with, uh, with Donor donorcy at all and Greg Lier, Have you heard of him?
0: No. I work um, alone.
1: Oh, okay. I see, the lone wolf of charity. Uh, okay, now I was just curious because we we've done some stuff well, with him not, before. I mean,
0: that's the thing that we're not an official charity. Yeah. Um, I still run Liberty Memes because I I mean, eventually, first of all, we're dedicated to the message. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this prior conversation has pointed that out, but yeah, I would absolutely. also like to make a few bucks off. Of
1: it. it would be nice. And there's nothing wrong with that. goddammit. it! I mean, I was going to say this uh, as well in in regards to uh, to comedy, but you know, comedy is. It, Comedy is libertarian at its core, like in every way it's free speech it 's truth to power, but also it 's free market right I mean look at you you have a concept you have a you guys developed a a way of communicating liberty that was funny that was poignant that was and and also quick you know you 're quick to get them out so you 're taking advantage of these things as they're coming out, and the free market responds to that, and people are actively voluntarily giving you cash as they should because you 're doing work that's giving them joy it's making their lives easier so goddamn yeah. right man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but I don't only, you know, make memes at this point. Liberty yep. memes is more than just making memes. Yep. I go, we go to college campuses and to conventions like mm. Yalcom and uh, the Students for Liberty convention. And we teach these kids who are, you know, most of them are going to Washington so that they can get jobs with, you know, various packs and think right. tanks. Right. And we teach these kids that, hey, guess what? You can also change the world by just mocking all of them. Damn well right. (laughs) And so that's actually, that's a huge service to the future of liberty. Right. Um, I guess, you know, once you're already sucked into that. But we do have, see, one of my missions is to keep this from happening. This scenario I'm going to paint for you right here. People get a job, you know, they start off with Young Americans for Liberty, which I appreciate. Mm. or They start off gung-ho about Ron Paul or maybe even, you know, Larry Sharp or Gary Johnson or whoever, and they find the Liberty message and they go to D.C. and they get a job. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and 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 what happens? The Liberty is stripped away from them. Come
0: up to them and you say, "Hey, I remember you from that Ron Paul rally. Yeah, how things been?" And they look at you and they say, "Oh, Ron Paul days. You know, I used to be a libertarian, but then I
1: grew up." Yeah, exactly.
0: And I don't want that to ever happen. You know, I wanted to. You know, if you've really got a passion for it, lifetime dedication to liberty. Like Ron Paul, because he grew up doing the right thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, not becoming part of the machine.
1: Um, well i need to be so Liberty Peter Pan, is what you're telling me.
0: So there's that. But then there's also, we've got this newfound power, I guess. It's, it's really in its infancy. And that's kind of why it's annoying people, because they don't get it. Mm-hmm. A lot of libertarians have been so about the leave me alone concept and nobody better touch my smackers. Mm-hmm. This is a shout out to Tom Woods,
1: by the way. Oh, oh and, he does love to say yeah. fucking smackers, doesn't he? I forgot. I haven't heard him say that yeah. in a little while.
0: <laughs> My smackers thing, um, that we, I think we've kind of overlooked, you know, as economists, because most of us are Austrian economists mm-hmm. and we understand, you know, human action. We understand the motivators for people. And it's always money mm-hmm. or some sort of benefit. Why don't libertarians suddenly become the leaders in philanthropy? Yeah. Because people would look at that and they would say, wait a second, these people who say the government shouldn't be involved are actually keeping the government out of everything and, and doing it far more effectively. Right. People shouldn't think of the government first Mm. when they think of a need that they have. Yep. When a need arises, I want people to come to Liberty Means and being libertarian and we are libertarian and all these other organizations and uh, volunteerism and action. I want people to come to them and say, hey, I've got this need. I don't want them to go to the government and say, hey, take care of this.
1: Right. Stay off disability. Instead, come to come to friends and family, come to a community group, come and get help from people that are willing to help you that are actively uh, actively believe in private charity rather than, yeah, than the, forced the problem, coercive the, charity. the
0: problem arises that the problem arises that people are very hesitant to be involved in something like that because mm-hmm. it, it does feel forced. Mm-hmm. So people are like, you know, if I'm here, then I have to donate to this and I have to donate to that. And I'm like, guys, I might guilt trip people every <laughs> once in a while because of an effective marketing plug. Right. But I don't want people to donate if they can't afford it. Yeah. Or if they don't understand it, you know, I only want people to be involved in these things because they're on board with this message that we can change the world and we can get people to stop going to the government when they think of libertarians for charity. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and you make another, I mean, the the point there also resonates very deeply when you talk about libertarians and charity, because you think about ways in which you're going to change people's minds. And so many people have, I mean, they have gotten help from the government. And, you know we can't argue against that we can argue that there's better ways these people could have helped they could have been helped faster more efficiently but a lot of people turn to the government as the only option because that's who has helped them they view it as as the daddy resource they, and and that's because when
0: they come to, when they come to us there's no bombs involved right and well, there's no that too, so nobody's.
1: But like, what I'm saying, like, you know, like you're talking about helping people that maybe they aren't even libertarians could be just one of the most powerful ways of converting people and bringing them over to our cause and having them say, "I need to look at this. These people helped me. They had, they didn't have to. They had no relation to me. They believed that this is a, a philosophy they they want to follow. They want to support it, and they helped me and my family. And now we're fucking libertarians."
0: Yeah, I mean, I encouraged. For example, I saw that the assistant general manager of the Washington Nationals has uh, leukemia for mm-hmm. a second time. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually in my city, we, have the triple, we had the triple A team for the Washington Nationals. And I have a lot of friends in that organization. And I was like, you know what, guys, we should probably donate to this and say, libertarians are reaching out to you and donating to you. Mm-hmm. We want you to get better. And we also want you to think of us when you think of charity. Yeah. Um, and we ended up donating $5,000 to this guy's fund. Now, unfortunately, I'm not the first baseman of the Chicago Cubs who gave fifteen thousand.
1: Well, I mean, you're not that old yet. Put some time in. But
0: no, I mean, Mike Rizzo gave fifteen thousand bucks. <laughs> you know, but uh, we did what we could.
1: Yeah, he got the headline, but we at least did. he probably we got a nice message on the jumbotron, like a scrolling <laughs> "Thank You, Liberty." Man. Well, yeah,
0: actually, well, yeah, actually, um, <laughs> I got to be a member of that AAA baseball team for a day. Ah, that's, that's cool. On field. You know, During the game, in the dugout, yeah. batting practice, this other stuff. And he gave a shout-out on the scoreboard in the AAA team yeah. to our to our community group. See, that's still good, and though.
1: Yeah, spread the message in a way you can.
0: Next year, I get the exact same thing on the Major League
1: team. Oh, sweet.
0: So hopefully, we'll get also a shout-out to Liberty memes on the scoreboard for the Washington Nationals.
1: I'm hoping that what happens is that you get the shadow on the scoreboard, but it's a field of dreams scenario where it's just your face and it's like the fucking moonlight Graham thing. You know what? Everybody's looking up there and it's lasting way too long.
0: You know, so it's funny because I'm always wearing a baseball hat. It's like kind of my thing.
1: Oh, look, I lost the lights. The bank. The bank's kicking. Out. <laughs> he's doing the interview. We talked you it was off uh, off show, but he because the lighting's better, better. Uh, he's doing the interview from a, uh, a bank parking lot. <laughs> so the lighting for the video would be good. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, this is kind of the ghetto, but here that's like, we're gonna
1: now. we're gonna wrap up, gallic. Don't worry. Here, wrap this up, and then tell people where to find you because we'll, we'll we'll call it anyway, so you don't get beaten up in a parking lot.
0: I'm negative beat up. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of a big dude.
1: It does um, look cold out that's there, why, though.
0: That's that's why my fans call me a professional non-professional baseball player.
1: <laughs> <So> just
0: <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, we're trying to make money while we do this because if I don't have to focus on a full time job, and I can I can just do this even more. Yeah, I've. Recently, in the past week, drove to Minnesota to deliver rescue cats from Syracuse, New York to St. Paul, Minnesota.
1: Damn, man. That's a cold drive.
0: This lady in our group wanted some cats, and I think the best fit to adopt them was her daughter. And so I drove there. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And then we went to New York City, and and I do this live stream a lot where I'll just walk up to some random person on the street and help them out because, you know, they're obviously homeless or obviously Mm -hmm. begging or somebody will actually walk up to me and ask me for something and I'll do this on faith mm-hmm. we I don't have like a fund that I've set up to take out of for this you know somebody will walk up to me and say hey I need 30 bucks for a tank of gas I'm like yeah sure buddy I'll buy it for you mm-hmm. you just got to side of my friends in my group on live stream <laughs>
1: because
0: hopefully they'll chip in a few bucks so that I can pass that on to the next person right yeah um, but what I do is I also give them a Ron Paul coin or I talk to them about volunteerism or I talk. I say, now, these friends of mine online, and it's usually only 20 people at a time join a live stream. Hmm. Uh, I say, now, these friends of mine, they're libertarian. And we're doing this because we believe in helping people so that they don't go to the government. Hmm. And we got this one guy within two minutes of starting the live stream where I helped him get a tank of gas in Minnesota, say, you know, I'm a Democrat, I, but I only vote the, the person, not the party. But I want to tell you, I want to be a Libertarian.
1: Yeah, there you go, man. That's amazing. You know,
0: this is how you do it. Yes, yeah. you you plant that seed, and it grows so fast.
1: Well, it's and, and it's not the first time connection. I've ever
0: had that happen to me. Yeah, you know, I was in, uh, I was at the primary location in New Hampshire for Ron Paul in 2012 and cnn interviewed this lady who was an undecided mm-hmm. her and her daughter and then they filmed her walking up the walkway and i kind of whispered in her ear what ron ron paul's plans were for the national budget uh-huh. which was just like to obliterate it and she's like oh that's really interesting she walks <laughs> in she comes back out and cnn interviews her again and says so who did you vote for she's like well I didn't want to say it but I
1: voted for Rob <laughs> they immediately cut they immediately cut away back to the studio that's, that's exactly what happened <laughs> Of course it did all right well tell people so we talked about going to the the community group Liberty memes community group that's where they can get active in in what you're doing uh, both in meming, but also in philanthropy um where else what the patreon is patreon.com Liberty memes? Yeah, if
0: people actually support what we do and this message hasn't fallen on deaf ears, join patreon.com slash Liberty Memes. It gives me a couple bucks. In fact, I've gone so far into this whole charity idea that half of the salary that I'm making off Patreon this month, I'm giving away to a family that just lost their mother in a tragedy. That's awesome, man. Um, So it's like, yeah, okay, I benefit from people joining the Patreon, but at the same time, this month, I feel really bad about this family who lost uh, a mother, mm. a 26-year-old mother uh, to liver failure. Ugh. And I, I it's the holiday season, and they're without a mother. So I, I feel like we could at least give them some sort of a gift. So the more people sign up for patreon.com slash liberty memes this month, the more people I can send a check, the more money I can send in a check to those people down
1: in Texas. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, there you go, guys. And I'll link to this in the show notes. Again, lionsofliberty.com forward slash ELL 99. I will link to the Patreon. I'll link to the community group. And uh, unless there's anything else, man, I just want to thank you for your time. I thank you for all you're doing for Liberty. It's been awesome talking to you.
0: Be the meme you wish to see in the world.
1: <laughs> Words to live by. All right. So that wraps it up with my interview with Liberty memes. Stay tuned. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then be back with a few current news events. Cause I just can't let another two weeks go by. There's too much going on. We don't rise to the level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our training. Those epic words from Archilochus can sum up your ability to succeed or fail in business. train to win. Visit conversationmattime.com and take advantage of a free 15 15-minute consultation just for listeners of the show. All right, welcome back to Electric Liberty Land, episode number 99. I'm just going to burn through a couple quick stories here. I'm going to try to keep this to, uh, to 15 minutes or less. Let's see if I can actually do it because you know me, I'm a long-winded bastard. And, uh, and I also bit my tongue earlier today. Which I did remark on Twitter. I know some of you follow me on the old tweet show there. <laughs> Goddamn it. It hurts. I mean, it hurts. Like I actually, what had happened was I sneezed. And just when my mouth was closing, my tongue happened to be between my back molars and it crunched down, made a sound like you're biting into, uh, I don't even know what that that horrible texture is. It's like squishy, but with a crunch. If you ever, if you ever been to Japan or China and eaten jellyfish, same texture, truly horrific. And, uh, God, it is just like, I've already bitten it three times today, having trouble even, even talking. So it's good. I did the interview before I bit my tongue, uh, yesterday. Anyway, I'm being long winded about being long winded, but the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, what kind of God would design a creature that can sneeze an involuntary action and bite its own damn tongue? Intelligent design, my ass. And uh, John Matt, and I may have a debate about this, but you have to be a patron to hear that. This is going to be maybe a monthly debate series that we do because he would be on the pro-God side. I would be on not necessarily completely atheistic side, but taking a little bit of a, a, an argumentative, argumentative posture in regards to that conversation. But again, you got to join the Lions Pride, which you can join at patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty. Anyway, let's get through this. I'm going to try to keep my tongue out of the way of my teeth. First things first, my brother-in-law, Stephen Betts up in uh, San Francisco area, had brought to my attention that his local ballot initiative, Prop C, and I don't mean his as if he proposed the damn thing, but he did vote against it, but Prop C had passed. And what Prop C does was levies a tax on the revenue of any company within the city limits that makes over $50 million. Now, never mind that... These companies may not even be that profitable. In fact, they may be losing money. I mean, there's a lot of companies out there. I mean, Christ, look at GE, for example. Look at Sears, for example, which are multi-million dollars in revenue per year, but are bleeding money straight out the ass, straight out of deliverance style, bleeding money out the ass. And yet they would still be taxed at this unprecedented rate. That is obscene. And you say, okay, well, well what, is this money going towards something which is uh, it's being used wisely and intelligently by the city? Well, no, because San Francisco already spends $350 million a year on its homeless population. And guess what? The homeless population keeps increasing. The feces levels on the streets keep increasing. The amount of drug overdoses, and drug use in the streets keeps increasing. The property values somehow keep going up, though. So explain that to me. So anyway, you've got this bill pass, and it passed with 60% of the vote. Now, therein lies the rub, because Stephen pointed this out to me, which I think is hilarious. The city is still collecting this business tax. They're still grabbing this cash from these companies, despite the fact that in California, there's a lot of unsurety because certain ballot initiatives, especially tax initiatives, have to be approved by two-thirds of the voters. 60%. It's not two thirds of the voters, as is required by California's constitution. Now, the only way which they find some sort of legal basis for this is that this California Supreme Court, which of course is going to be the worst, but California Supreme Court said that some constitutional limitations on ballot initiatives only apply if it's placed on the ballot by a local government, not a citizen initiative. And this apparently was put on by a citizen initiative. And that it only needs simple majority approval. So, of course, this is going to the legal battles now. This is going to be stuck in the courts forever. And the greatest irony of this is brought to my attention by Stephen Betts. (laughs) Which is why I had to talk about this story. And that is that the city is operating. It is taxing people. It is taking money from companies with no legal basis. Or at least a very questionable legal basis. So they are operating under The old libertarian saying, taxation is theft in a quite a literal sense. So (laughs) enjoy that. You could use that at your Thanksgiving table. Okay, next thing up, I want to talk very, very briefly about this Democratic lawmaker, a representative from where? Good old California. Eric Swalwell. I don't know where that kind of name came from. Anyway, Eric Swallowswell. He said to a people that were raising Second Amendment defenses to him and claiming that he wanted a war over the Second Amendment, Representative Eric Swalwell replied, and this is via Twitter, of course, and it would be a short war, my friend. The government has nukes, too many of them, but they're legit. I'm sure if we talked, we could find common ground to protect our families and communities. So essentially, he is quite blatantly threatening to have nuclear war if we dare try to defend our Second Amendment rights. I mean, when we talk about the left being the authoritarians within the current political spectrum, granted, there's authoritarians on both sides, but without a doubt, the left is far more authoritarian in its current state. Is there anything more authoritarian than literally mentioning the fact that the government has nuclear weapons and will threaten to use those nuclear weapons on its own populace? Now, by the way, he's talking to one guy. I mean, how stupid is this argument? He's talking to one guy on Twitter that is saying you want a war over the Second Amendment and he's threatening to drop a nuclear weapon. How's that exactly going to work out, Eric? You're going to make sure you're going to go door to door see who has guns, see who doesn't. You're going to secretly evacuate all the people that don't have guns. Make sure that the people that don't... I mean, and they can't have to want, to want to defend guns either. They can't be defenders of the Second Amendment, right? They can't even be favorable. So you evacuate all those people you do it Underground. It'll be like the old... uh It'll be like the underground railroad, I suppose. Though you'd have to give it a new name for the pussy liberals. The underground railroad, that works. You can make a movie about it in several years getting all the people who didn't want guns out of the out of California and then nuking the shit out of the the rest of the state. Everybody else if you got a gun, yeah, drop a nuke. I mean, what a fucking asshole. And look, I don't want to make too much of this. Yeah, I know it's a flippant remark, but still, just it's unbelievable that an elected representative would say something like this, would even raise the specter of using a nuclear arm against your own citizens that you're there to protect. People that you're supposed to be reaching across the aisle, you're supposed to be finding common ground and this asshole just wants to nuke the world. All right, next story. Goddamn, I'm already running over. All right, let me uh, make this quick. The ACLU, why even call yourself a civil Civil liberties union anymore? Get a new name because they're going after Betsy DeVos in this Title IX uh, rollback of Obama-era regulations, which I guess it's not even regulations. Obama-era instructions that were widely adopted by colleges across the country, allowing for people that were accused of sexual assault to basically be railroaded away to face these bullshit tribunals that were arranged by college professors, wherein people were essentially given a kangaroo court. They would simply believe the accuser. They would not question the accuser's story. They would not do research into the accuser's story. They would not accept in many cases counter testimony. They would not accept counter text messages. I mean, there are, the cases go on and on of these people that were, completely wronged in many circumstances, thrown out of college, have their reputations ruined. And by the way, good luck to getting into another college if you've been thrown out of college for having a sexual assault on your record. And that's why we're seeing all these colleges get sued now. I mean, there's hundreds of lawsuits going on right now because of this Title X nonsense, and yet people continue to defend it. And the ACLU is bought into this concept of we must defend the current Title IX standards. Because Betsy DeVos put forward some, you know, he's talking about, was it reasonable gun reform, right? Well, she put forth some very reasonable reforms to Title IX. These reasonable reforms took on the form of essentially making sure that the accused actually has a representative that can counter interrogate the witness. Now, that doesn't mean, as was reported breathlessly by all of these liberal shill newspapers and media outlets, and the ACLU, as well as others, this doesn't mean that the person accused gets to directly cross-examine the person that is accusing them. What the Title IX uh, corrections actually did was make sure that you could have another lawyer or representative actually question those who are levying the accusations against people. And again, in many times, they would just simply be believed, adopted as gospel, and people's lives would be ruined. Additionally, the new title exchanges actually allow more ways in which to solve sec- cases of sexual assault or sexual confusion, because half of these are just kind of boiled down to a he said, she said, you know, people thought there was consent. Then they said that it wasn't consent. They said, oh, well, that night I did, but now I didn't, but now I regretted it. I, and I didn't get consent the entire way through, etc. But it offers them other alternatives rather than going full court press, going to these adjudicators, going towards the college. It allows them to go outside to get mediation or come to another resolution. Maybe it's just an apology. Maybe it's doing charity work. I, you know, Any of these things could happen rather than going to the school and having the school decide, okay, you're guilty. We don't want to look weak on sexual assault. Good luck out there, kid. And for the ACLU to attack this, Without any regard, I mean, we're talking about when you're talking about basic civil liberties, and again, this this ties into the ACLU also going after Brett Kavanaugh and running an ad comparing Brett Kavanaugh to Bill Cosby, to Bill Clinton, people who have legitimate rape accusations going back years, people who have been accused, tried, and convicted—at least in the case of Bill Cosby, convicted of rape—to say fucking Brett Kavanaugh, when he's undergoing an investigation, when he's doing this hearing, to say that he should not be affirmed because of this. For fuck's sake, your right to a fair hearing is part of one of your civil liberties. How can you possibly call yourself the American Civil Liberties Union if you don't protect that? Just change your fucking name. Call yourself the Association of Progressive Fuck Cunts and move on. Call it a day. Because there's no more ACLU left. There's no more Civil Liberties Union left in the world. Just like so many formerly great institutions It's been co-opted by the left. It's been turned into simply a a voice box for progressive horseshit. And now it's being used solely for propaganda and has no actual value to society. All right. I got my blood going. All right, last thing I want to talk about very, very briefly is just Trump getting behind the criminal justice bill. How fantastic is this, guys? I mean, we're looking at a president literally backing legislation for justice reform, getting a bipartisan agreement in place, signing on to it. Yes, this most racist president in history, right, has now gotten behind a bill which would help more prominently than any other group in the entire country, help black men and black women get out of prison. Help stop them from going to prison. Stop families from being broken up due to the drug war. Reform the ridiculous mandatory minimums that are out there. Give more leeway to judges when they're dealing with mandatory minimums. I mean, this is amazing. Again, the most racist president, according to the left that's ever lived, is helping black America more predominantly with this bill than anything that Obama ever did while he was in office. (laughs) Again, it doesn't defend a lot of the shitty shit Trump does. Like going after Julian Assange like uh, not pardoning Edward Snowden. And by the way, at the end of this episode, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I know Thanksgiving's coming tomorrow. So uh, Trump also pardoned the turkey today. And as I, again, tweeted out, because it just pissed me off, that all this attention is being paid to pardoning a goddamn turkey. Why don't you pardon Edward Snowden? Huh? Why don't you pardon more people that are in jail for drug offenses? three strike rules for shoplifting something that was hundred dollars after getting two prior drug offenses and now have life in jail. How about that? How about doing a little bit of that pardoning rather than partying a fucking Turkey? Cause I could give two shits about the Turkey. And also a word of advice to you guys for Thanksgiving talks with your family. I say this a lot when I give speeches, but don't get bogged down in the weeds of libertarianism guys. When you're talking with family, especially if they're on the progressives, but really on both sides of the aisle, simply accentuate the process which has failed in the past and a different way of looking at things which libertarians subscribe to to get to the same end goal. And that is all prosperity for all people, equal rights for all people. And whether that has to go through the way we go, which happens to be free markets, free minds, free speech, and property rights, well, maybe we should give that a shot. And like you heard earlier in today's episode, instead of giving handouts by a government force, how about we all step up and give a little bit more to charity? I think that can resonate with anybody you talk to, no matter what side of the aisle, what side of the table, or how drunk they may be. All right, that's going to wrap it up little yelling never hurt anybody on a Wednesday before Thanksgiving, right? It's the greatest drinking night of the year. God damn it. I hope everybody's hammered already. So anyway, have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you all for listening so much to Electric Liberty Land. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving to you and to yours. Reminder, as always, guys, listen to Mark Clear on Mondays here on this podcast. This past Monday, we did our Thanksgiving tradition with Johnny Rocket over at Blastoff and Raylene Lightheart, me, Odie, and Mark. Hell of a time with our Thanksgiving Bukkake show. And uh, also, don't forget to listen to John Odermatt on Felony Fridays. I'm sure he will have something very prominent to say about this uh, this Trump bill that has passed. Well, hasn't passed yet, but Trump's support of this justice ref- uh, reform bill. And other than that, I don't know. Hell, I'm Brian McWilliams. This is Electric Liberty Land. Always stay plugged in to liberty.